Hey, welcome to Home Church Podcast. It is a good day to have a good day. I'm Pastor Jerry Kuhn, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. My hope is that you will respond to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you in and through this message today. And I believe that he will draw you into a closer relationship with Jesus Christ, where you are passionate about loving God, doing good, and being a friend. I hope that you enjoy the message today. Christmas in itself is not my favorite holiday. Um, and you're like, uh-oh, now preacher, easy now. How can a preacher say that December the 25th and, and Christmas is not his favorite holiday? Listen, I think that the commercialized Christmas is not my holiday. You see, I had the opportunity to grow up in a beautiful family. I, I love my dad. I love my mom. I love my brother. Um, we had a, a really good family. We really did. We wasn't perhaps blessed with a lot of different, lot of finances, and, uh, and Christmases perhaps didn't look like your Christmas, and my Christmas probably didn't look like your Christmas. But there was something about uh, Christmas, especially when I got into my, my 14, 15, 16-year-old, um, my, my life in the upper teenager years of my life, uh, Christmas just meant a lot more for us. Again, I got saved at 13, uh, and my family all got saved, and, and so there was more. I would say that my mom and dad didn't have all the pressure. They still had the pressure, um, but perhaps the pressure of finding the right gift or finding a gift for us perhaps wasn't as much of a pressure to them during those holidays, especially when I was 15, 16, 17, because it didn't mean a whole lot to us any, at that moment. Um, and again, we were kids, and obviously we wanted presents on the tree, um, but we understood the finances and we understood the pressure for our parents. So Christmas, I don't know, the gift-giving aspect to me is not big. I've never got into it, even as a father. And I know that sounds really bad. My wife does all the shopping, all right? Shout out to all the dads that don't do any shopping there. You're like, you're horrible. Yeah, I guess I am. Um, I just never really got into it. But there's also a lot of other feelings that, that perhaps the December um, brings to me. Um, I've lost some great young people in the month of December. And, uh, and so it's always been a really difficult time in the last seven years for me um, of, of trying to perhaps find some kind of joy in the month of December when you should be the most joyous month, right? Um, Jesus is coming, and uh, Jesus has been, Jesus' birthday is in December, and we should celebrate that. We should have joy, and, and I get that. And so for me, the month of December is not always easy. And for some of you today who may have lost a loved one, or perhaps uh, December means something to you that's um, from a tragic or for whatever purpose situation that you've went through, it's not always easy, but I believe that you and I today can have joy in the midst of whatever situation that we have found. I want to take you to a, a brief, um, maybe a clip of the Christmas story, all right? So we have, uh, most of you read the story, you've, you've heard it preached many different times, and there's always been, in every story, shepherds out in the field. Can you just take yourself to that field just for a moment? Can you place yourself out there? I don't know if you're sitting by the sheep, or, you, or maybe, maybe you find yourself being one of the shepherds, and... And, uh, and all of a sudden, out in the middle of nowhere, the Bible says they were living in a field. Um, th that's where they were living. And all of a sudden, this angel shows up, and the brightness of this angel brought fear. How do you know they brought fear? Well, the Bible says the angel looks at them and says, fear not. And, he, and all of a sudden, in the middle of this, this story, we find in the story of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, um, we find these, these shepherds. And all of a sudden, in Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, we find something that's said to an angel that I think is being echoed still today in 2021. Some 2,000 years later, we find the echoing of this verse still being heard in our ears today. And it says this, And the angel said to them, Fear not, 
For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For, <coughs> for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And I still think today that that is being echoed still. An angel saying, Behold, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news, good news of great joy today. So joy to the world this morning. As we begin this small series, I want you to know that there is a joy that is unspeakable. And so today's sermon, we're going to kind of just focus on this joy, and it's the joy that's unspeakable. Unspeakable joy. Um, listen, how many of you guys ever watched someone's life and you're like, I don't know how they made it through that circumstance, but man, they felt like they, it looked as though they still had their joy. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever found or saw someone like that. They went through a very hard time in their life, and, and, but still they had this um, upstep beat to their walk. They still had a smile. They still fixed their hair. They still got up in the morning. They still went to work. They still, every still, everything still functioned. And you're like, how did that happen? How can they still have a positive outlook on life when they're going through that? Well, it's because they had something down deep within them that we call the unspeakable joy. And, and hopefully this morning that I can just be able to express to you um, this unspeakable joy. And for over 2,000 years ago, the angel announced that God was going to bring great joy. Not just joy, but unspeakable joy. Great joy that could not be described by you and I. And to all people through the birth of his son, Jesus Christ. And everyone since then, every one of us in this room who've experienced salvation, who's accepted Jesus Christ, I think today we could say that God truly gave us joy. That that day when the angel expressed to these, the shepherds out in the field and said, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. In that moment, it is so true. God fulfilled that promise because I have so much joy within my, my life. And however, I don't know if, you've, if you noticed this, but it seems like however, uh, we seldom see the joy on the faces of Christians. Have you ever been, I mean, have you ever been a waitress? Anybody been a waitress or a waiter? How many of you hate it Sundays? You're like, I don't want to work Sunday. You gotta be honest. It's okay. You're like, I don't like working Sundays. And the reason why you don't like working Sunday is because all those Christians would come into your workplace, um, and uh, they just didn't seem to be Christians, right? Can you be honest with me? And and true today, I, I don't un understand why is it that we cannot let our face know that we are believers in the great joy that God has given to you and I. I don't understand how we as Christians uh, could have a, a, uh, an outlook on life that is down. How can we not have a smile? How can we not be joyous, especially not just in the month of December, but all the days of our life? How can we not have a little extra step to our, uh, to our walk? How can we not be that way? But it seems that even the genuine joy that we experience at salvation cannot be expressed on our face at times. And I don't get it. Why is that? Why is it that um, we cannot express that and people cannot see that through us and in us? And, uh, and, and many times what we think is joy is today, what, what we think is joy today, many times is a cheap imitation of what the real thing really is. So I want you to understand that. What we think and perhaps what we would describe or what we would uh, come up with of what joy is is a cheap imitation of the real thing. We use words like humorous or perhaps funny. That was funny. That was humorous. Um, when things make us laugh or make us um, smile. And however, those funny things are over and forgotten. And the smile of our face is no longer there. And the feelings go away so quickly. 
But that was humorous and that was funny. And it brought us a little bit of joy during that moment, whatever that moment looked like. And we perhaps even used words like happy and glad and to express the way we feel about a particular situation um, or um, particular situation that these feelings also fade away as well. How many of you guys have ever been, how many of you, my mom always said, listen, I'll make you glad in the same pants you got mad in. Um, we've all said it, right? Hey, listen, you know why? Because the feeling of your the gladness uh, or your madness will, will go away real quickly as well. Because uh, our feelings, they change. But there is a joy that I'm speaking about this morning that's unspeakable. Uh, I can't describe it to you. There's something about it that, that resonates down deep with inside of you and I today that, that no matter what we face, no matter what circumstance, doesn't matter how dark it is, there's something inside of us that allows us to be reminded that everything is going to be okay. And it's real joy. It's unspeakable joy. It is a real joy that the Holy Spirit gives you and I. And often the word joy is misused. The mere word uh, makes us think of something deep and abiding. Just thinking about joy in itself is deep and abiding and not lighthearted and not temporary. When we talk about joy, it's not a temporary thing. You see, real joy is more than a feeling. It's more than a, an emotion. It is the assurance, and you can write this down if you're taking notes today. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It is the assurance that an understanding that no matter what we are facing, everything is going to be all right. And this joy is only produced by the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you and I. Listen, it is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It is the understanding. Understand that this morning. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's the understanding and the assurance that everything is going to be all right. And that only comes from knowing God and having His Spirit live inside of you and I today. And that, my friend, is real joy. That, my friend, is joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's in that moment that we realize that Psalm chapter 16, verse 11 says this. It says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Listen to the psalmist this morning. He says, when I find myself in your presence, I find myself fullness of joy. You see, this morning, we're not talking about something that is an emotion that is produced by circumstance like happiness. We are talking about joy that the Bible says only God can create within you and I today. This is the fullness of joy that every true believer experiences when, he step, when they step into the presence of God upon salvation. It's that moment when we step into his presence and that all of a sudden this true fullness of joy we begin to experience. And this morning, I have to tell you, though, though 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8 says this, and I, and I love this verse, and I want you to, to grab, grab a hold of this. It says, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible or un, uh, unspeakable and full of glory. First Peter begins to tell us today, and this is where we bring our text tonight, um, and the thought of the unspeakable joy. There is a joy that's down deep within all of us today who have accepted Jesus Christ that is unspeakable. Um, I can't tell you sometimes. I was talking to our team today, and I said, you know, there are some times in my life that I just can't, there's some things about God that I can't explain. And sometimes the joy of the Lord is unexplainable. It's just overwhelming. I can't tell you how I've got through some of the difficult times in my life besides saying it was just God. God. God put the smile on my face. 
God reminded me that everything was going to be all right. It was the joy that was down deep within me. It wasn't a happiness or a feeling that faded away after I'd gone through something. It wasn't that. It was the fact that the joy of the Lord resonated so strongly within me. didn't matter what I faced. didn't matter what I was going through. doesn't matter the circumstance. I knew everything was going to be all right because of the joy of the Lord that was within me. It's, unexp- it's unspeakable and it's full of glory. You see, the word glory in this particular verse means honor. Um, in these two verses alone, we find that, uh, that this joy from God is a joy that words cannot describe. It's unspeakable. It's undescribable. It's indescribable. That fills us to the overflowing, which is the fullness of joy. I, I love it. I don't know if you love being around people that's full of joy. I do. I love being around people that is just bubbling over. And you're like, man, those are just friendly people. I love those people. And I love those people who are not fake. You know how those, you got people who are fake? They, they fake the joy, and you're like, oh, you know. They're faking it until they're making it, but they're not making it, you know, kind of deal. Um, and, and I love people who have the true joy, the real joy of God that's overflowing within their lives. And that's the unspeakable joy that we're talking about. That's full of glory. It is unreal how it just overflows and it receives honor or is full of glory this morning. And sadly this morning, and I'm not just pointing fingers, please understand it this, this morning. It, all fingers point back to me as well. I get it. Um, but sadly this morning, not too many Christians today receive honor for their joy. On the contrary, what I see today, perhaps is Christians often are characterized as stern. Maybe you'll figure this out, right? Most Christians, for those who are waitresses and waiters on Sundays, realize that Christians were more stern, grim-faced individuals um, whose worship is like a funeral. (laughs) And they were all about, woe is me. It seems that that's uh, how we characterize Christians today. There's no joy within them. I mean, their worship is like being at a funeral. Now, I've been at some amazing funerals to be honest with you i've been at some funerals that man i worship like i would worship anywhere else it was amazing funerals but most funerals i think that we would agree with it um they're just not a lot of joy there and uh, not a lot of worship taking place and sometimes as us if we're not careful we find ourselves in a routine that our faces doesn't show the joy that's really down deep within us and our expression of our of our worship doesn't show the great joy that's down deep within us as well and I, I pray, this is my prayer every day, not, not for you, but for me. Can I just, just be open? I pray that every day, that the people that I work around the closest, I have two guys that I work with every day. I get in the vehicle with one guy every morning. We joke around. I say, guess what today is, Sammy? It's my day to drive. And then I would say, guess what today is, Sammy? And he goes, what? And he goes, it's your day to drive, Sammy. And we joke around and we have so much fun. But my prayer is that those two individuals will see the joy of the Lord that's within me. I pray that when I, when I hit my, 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 my thumb or I cut myself, that they will always see the joy of the Lord that's within me, not the things that would like to come out, right? I would love for every day of my life that they see that joy. And my prayer for you is the same thing, that those who work closest to you, um, those who really know you, you know what, you can fake, about, fake a lot of people out, but you can't fake out your family. And so I pray that my family will see that inner joy in me as well, that they know my children will grow up and say, you know what, my dad, there was a lot of things that probably lit him on fire, uh, but my dad had some great joy in the midst of some difficult situations, and that only came 
from God. And uh, let us never, let us not walk around in this woe is me attitude because the joy gives us the assurance everything's going to be all right. And when we walk around and say, woe is me, oh, life couldn't get any worse. You're not really allowing yourself to see the joy that's really within you because the joy gives you the assurance. It's not a feeling. Understand that. It's deeper than that. It's the assurance and the understanding everything's going to be all right. And that puts a smile on your face because you know everything is going to be all right. Um, and uh, uh, to, to the, the once indescribable joy that you and I sometimes have had, that we had an experience of salvation that filled our lives to the point that others beheld it and, on, and God was honored. For some of us, it has faded away. Just, just a memory. Some of you can say, I remember the day that I had great joy. But I just don't have that right now. And life in itself and the stress of life has robbed you from your joy. You have given it up. I don't think they can steal it from you. I think you have to give it up. Does that make sense? I don't think that anybody can rob you of your joy. You just have to give it up. And I, I take back what I have given up. How about that this morning? I'm going to grab my joy. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to continue to hold on to the joy that's down deep within me. And the world needs to see that. I, I told you that I get up every morning and I pray this prayer for me and for uh, those that I work with that they would see the joy because the world needs to see the joy that's within you. They need to behold it and they need to be able to know that they can escape from this evil world. How many of you realize today that this is an evil world that we live in today? And there's got to be a way that we can take off all the pressure. I told you December has a lot of stress and pressure for us as parents, um, but life itself has a lot of pressure. And man, we got to have a way to escape from that. we got to have a a way to escape from the pressure. And for me, it's the joy of the Lord. It's to be able to rest within the joy of the Lord. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so if I can understand that, hey, there are those moments that I have to let the world see the joy that's within me because they have to escape too. They need joy too. They need the strength of the joy that comes from the Lord as well. Galatians chapter 1 verse 4 says this. It says, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of our Father, God, um, and Father. Um, Isaiah chapter 51 and 11 says this, And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads, and that shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. The Bible teaches you and I today that there are emotions in our lives that um, perhaps... Um, that is an imitation, um, or, or we have emotions. Sorry, I apologize. We have emotions that are imitation of spiritual attributes. Uh, for instance, like this. How about sorrow? You see, there's a worldly sorrow and there's a godly sorrow. And, and so we have these imitations. There's a lot of feelings that you and I have that are godly attributes that are just imitations. For instance, like this. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 says this. is for the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin. And results in salvation. There's no regret for this kind of sorrow. But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. So there's two sorrows here. We have a godly sorrow and we have a worldly sorrow. We have these feelings. Um, godly, sorrows, God, godly sorrow is bringing sorry, is being sorry for what you have done wrong and how you have offended and perhaps a holy God. Worldly sorrow is being sorry for your for that your schemes did not succeed and that you did not get caught. And that's the sorry that you got caught. I feel sorry. That's the worldly sorrow that said, man, I got caught. I feel so bad. I shouldn't have got caught. But a godly sorrow says, man, I got caught and, and I'm so sorry that I've done wrong and I need to repent of that. There's two different sorrows. 
You see, this morning there is um, a sorrow that leads us to forgiveness and life, and the other leads us to death. Um, there is a worldly type of peace. How many of you guys, we talk about peace and joy uh, this morning, and there's a, a peace that the world gives. And, and you look around today, and there's people that, are, that has peace in their life, and it's a worldly peace. It's a peace that this world gives. You and I, we don't have a peace that this world gives us. We have a peace that only God gives us. And, and let me explain this morning. Uh, there is a, a worldly type of peace that anyone can have. Uh, when things seem to be working out, everything is going great their lives are perfect. They have peace. But one moment that trouble comes into their life, what happens to their peace? It's absolutely gone because that's the world peace. But for you and I today, that undescribable joy that's with inside of us, there is a peace, a, <coughs> a type of peace that only comes when you know that when you have, you're in relationship with God and everything is where it needs to be, there is a moment that we have this peace that he is divinely in control of our lives and everything's going to be all right. It's that moment. It's a peace that overwhelms you. It's that moment that the unspeakable joy rise up within you because you're assured everything's going to be all right. John chapter 14, verse 27 says this, peace I leave, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, this peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let them be afraid. There's this peace that the world gives, but there's this peace that God gives you. And I pray that in this midst of December, in the midst of your life, where you're at today, that you're not holding on to what the world gives you, but you're holding on to what God gives you. That peace that will uh, sustain you during the difficult times, that you can be calm in the midst of a, 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 a situation that seems to be rocking your boat. And God, you just gave me complete peace this morning. You see, one is fleeting and only lasts until trouble comes, while the other is produced by God's spirit and flows in us like an unstoppable river. Isaiah says this, Isaiah chapter 48 and 18 says this, it says this, oh, that you had paid attention to my commandments. I wish my father, if I had a dollar for everything, my dad would say something like that. I wish you would have paid attention, son. I wish you would have listened to me. Um, maybe your friends have told you that. Maybe your mother told you that. Maybe your dad told you that. If you would have just paid attention in school, son, you wouldn't have to work as hard as you are right now. But here, listen to Isaiah. He said, oh, that you would have paid attention to my commandments. Then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like waves of sea. Man, if I would have just been reminded that my relationship with God means that, that um, my relationship with God will help me to have peace in the difficult times, it would be like a river in my life, and nothing can stop it. See, there is a worldly type of love. There are things that, and worldly type of, there's a, there is a worldly love for things and others that endures only until whoever and whatever we supposedly love becomes a disappointment. You see, we have these loves. This, and then there is this love that comes from God birthed within us by the Holy Spirit that never fails. You see, this morning, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says this, Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy or boast. It is not ignorant, it's not rude. It does not insist on its own way, it's not irritable, it's not resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes in all things, endures all things. Love absolutely never ends this morning. You see, we, we realize today that there is a, a love that the world gives that we can all participate within, and it fades. It fades. But there's a love that God gives us that never fades. 
And I'm so thankful. You see, for every godly attribute that we're trying to describe today, for every godly attribute or perhaps the fruit of the Spirit, there is this fake, world, cheap imitation of that. And let's not get caught into that, guys. Let us say, God, I, wanna, I want your fruit of the Spirit to be, um, be evident within my life, and I want to be producing within my life. Let your joy, let your love, let your, <coughs> your self-control and temperance, Father, be so alive within me. Um, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23 says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's faithfulness, it's gentleness, it's self-control against such there is no law. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 9 says this, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and in truth. Here's what I want to share with you. You see, with the joy of the Lord... Happiness is just a temporary imitation of an unending joy that is the fruit of the Spirit. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. It's unspeakable. I, I wish I could explain it to you. I've been some, you say, well, Pastor, you haven't had some hard times in your life. Man, I've had some hard times in my life. I've walked through some difficult things. And I've been able to walk through them with a, with a smile on my face. And with an understanding, not a feeling, but an understanding that everything was going to be all right. A great assurance that God was going to fight my battles for me. A scripture that I hold on to quite often is that when the enemy comes in as a flood, the Spirit of God will hold the standard up against it. What does that mean? That the Spirit of God will fight for me. I don't have to. And I don't know about you, but there's been moments in my life that I felt like the enemy came in as a flood. I mean, he didn't give me a sign. He didn't text me and say, hey, letting you know I'll be there in 10 minutes. It was like all of a sudden, boom, one day, it was boom. All four corners of my life was being attacked overwhelming it was like a flood and i'm thinking in that moment that i felt so overwhelmed that god's spirit began to fight with me inside of me all of a sudden this great unspeakable joy began to rise up within me and i said you know what everything's gonna be all right everything's god has this it didn't take god by surprise now how many of you guys have ever been through a situation that you you were taken by surprise absolutely every one of us but it never took god by surprise and having that understanding of that, that assurance, that great unspeakable joy down within us, man, it sure does help you and I to live life a lot better. And that's what I, my, my goal is, is today, is to be able to um, allow you to understand that, man, joy to the world. Those angels that spoke to those shepherds that night that says, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Because to you, this day is born a Savior. His name is Christ the Lord. Because that's echoing still today in our life, that there is great joy that you and I can have. And it's not a feeling. It's an understanding. It's an assurance that God has things under control. And you and I today, when we find ourselves in the presence of the Lord, because there's moments that I have to reach down deep and grab a hold of that joy. Anybody ever felt like you just like my cup was running a little empty this week? My joy is running a little bit low this week. Anybody going to be honest with me or are you just going to lie? You're going to sit there like, oh, no, I'm perfect. And my joy is always running over. No, I think that all of us have to say, you know what? I got to get back into the presence of the Lord and allow him to fill my cup up with joy again. Allow me to remind me um, the fact that this is assurance, that joy is not a feeling. It's an assurance. Everything's going to be all right. And God has me in the palm of his hand. I, I love it. Listen to this this morning. Romans chapter 8 this morning. Verse 9, it says this. 
It says, you, however, are not in the flesh, but, you, but, you, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. And Pastor, I don't get anything that you're saying today. Let me just boil it down to this. You see, when you ask Jesus to come into your life, the Spirit of God begins to dwell within you. And at that moment, I got to tell you, all of a sudden the Spirit of God begins to produce what we call joy. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's unspeakable and it's full of glory. It's in that moment that we said, God, forgive me of my sins. It's in that moment that all of a sudden you begin to produce this joy that's down deep within you that's unexplainable. It's unspeakable. And this morning, I want you to tap into that. I want you to say, God, I need you to help me every day of my life to prune me. I want more fruit of that joy. I need more fruit of love. I need more peace, God. I need that fruit to be perhaps more in my life than any of the other fruit. God, I need peace. So God, prune me. And that moment that his spirit dwells within you is the moment that you begin to produce fruit of peace, of love, and of joy. When the Holy Spirit comes, not only does he bring his power to change you and I, to bring us into his God's family, but in, 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 or in to enable us to do God's will, but it also manifests his spirit, his, his fruit, so that others might also see Christ in us. How is it that we see God in other people? It's by his fruit. It's by his fruit of his spirit that's in you and I. How many of you guys have been into a, a store or in the line, you're like, Dude, there's something different about that guy. There's something different because all of a sudden you're seeing the fruit of the Spirit. You're like, man, there's something different. There's God absolutely lives within him um, and dwells within him. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 says this, To them God, who God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are riches of the glory of this mystery, which Christ in you, the hope of the glory. Um, the Holy Spirit never changes. He has not diminished his power and fruit is still the same today. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. His peace and his joy is always available. You see it. It is this joy that is produced by the Holy Spirit that is unspeakable. It's unspeakable. I can't explain it. It's unspeakable. First Peter chapter 1, verse 8, again, going back to what perhaps is our text this morning. It says, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is unexpressible and filled with glory. It's unspeakable. I, I love this with First Peter. Um, I love this thought that all of a sudden Jesus is no longer with his disciples, but there's this great joy that's down within them. He's no longer with them. Now listen, can you, can you imagine just for a moment being with Jesus, walking with him for three and a half years? I mean, you would have great joy being around that dude. I think he was pretty cool. I think watching him do the things that he did would assure you that everything was going to be all right. But in that moment when Jesus leaves and Jesus is no longer with you and he's not walking side by side, he's no longer teaching you, he's not there in his physical being, there's got to be this fear that goes, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can figure this out on my own. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to handle this. And all of a sudden, fear of life itself begins to creep in and grab a hold of you. And perhaps that's where the angel was with the, with the shepherds, right? Fear not. Fear not, for I bring you great news. Because there's joy, great joy. Because the Savior has been born. 
And today I want to remind you, there is joy that's unspeakable. It's that joy that will get you through the hardest times of your life. And some of you are facing that right now. Some of you have you've texted, you've called, you've asked us to pray. I, I know that life's not easy. I know that times are not easy. I know that for some of you, we're strapped. I understand that some of you, marriages are, are difficult. I, I understand that jobs are difficult. I, I understand um, through some texts and calls that life is not perfect for all of us. I get it. But there's a joy that I'm speaking about today that's unspeakable, it's undescribable, it's I can't express it to you. But man, in the hardest, difficult moments of my life, I could tell you that the only reason I survived, the only reason I survived through that without losing my mind, without going crazy, without going to the bottle, because see, that's what my family would do. <laughs> That will, that's what I saw. Was, that was familiar to me. I, I, I could tell you how you handle stress. My dad would light up. I know you how you handle stress. My dad would pop a can of beer. That's how you would handle stress. That's how you handle life. So I could tell you what I would revert to. I could tell you how I would probably handle it. But I could tell you that there is something unexpected unspeakable and full of glory about God's joy that's down deep within you and I today that will get you through the hardest time that you would have to depend on anything else but him. You don't have to depend on a bottle. You don't have to depend on any other substance. All you have to depend on is him. And that's the assurance. That's the great joy that's down deep within all of us today. Here's three things today I want to share with you. And you're like, wow, we just got to points. Absolutely. But they're quick. I promise you. I wanted to make sure that you understand that there are attributes of our feelings that are worldly and there's and, and godly attributes. So listen, there's a godly love, but there's a worldly love. There's, there's godly peace, there's worldly peace. I get it. There's a godly joy and there's a worldly joy. I get it. But I am so thankful today that the things that are from God are eternal and the things that are from God are forever. And I am so thankful for his sustaining power within my life. Here's three things. You ready? Here's what I want you to do with joy, unspeakable joy, all right? On the count of three, everybody say joy. One, two, three. Joy. All right, that's a little weak, um, all right? Those kids, there's five kids in, the, in, in, in uh, kids ministry, and they were a lot louder than you guys, all right? On the count of three, you say joy. One, two, three. Joy. All right, that's awesome. Now, you're awake. Here's three things. You ready? This is first. The first thing I want you to do is enjoy it. Enjoy the unspeakable love. I told you that there are a lot of Christians today that will go to the restaurant and they won't have a great smile on their face. They will be, woe is me if you have enough time. I'll tell you how horrible my life is. Let us not be like that. Let's actually enjoy it. There's a story in the Bible where Jesus was coming through this town and uh, he was invited into Martha's house. Martha was like, hey, Jesus is coming. Come to my house. And all of a sudden, Martha gets really busy and she starts making plans for Jesus. She's cleaning up the house. She's making the dinner ready. And all of a sudden, her sister, her sister Mary, oh, she is overwhelmed with the presence of the Lord that she finds herself at the feet of Jesus. And all she could do was sit there at his feet. You know what she was doing? She was enjoying it. She was like, oh, I have great joy being in the presence of the Lord. And I am just going to sit here and enjoy this moment with my Savior can I just express to you today, enjoy the great joy that God gives you today. Live life to the fullness. Live it, live it expecting God to do great things for you. Don't, don't live it the opposite. You know, I, I expect bad things. 
yep, this is going, this is week, this is the first week of the month, it's going to be horrible, I know it, every first week of the month is horrible. Like, you wake up in the morning, it's like Monday, oh, Mondays are always horrible. Why can't Monday be great? I mean, I've had really good Mondays. You guys were like, not me, my Mondays are really bad. <coughs> you know why? It's because you never wanted Monday to show up, that's the problem. You was always wanting to keep it Sunday or Saturday. You didn't want Monday to show up. That's the reason why Monday is horrible. Why don't you expect it for Monday? Have expectation, great expectations about Monday. Enjoy the great unspeakable joy that God gives you. Be like Mary. Now listen, there's times to be a Martha. You have to be busy. You have to work. I get it. And there's moments that I will look at people and say, hey, listen, this is your moment to be Mary. I'll be Martha. It means I'll do the work while you enjoy the presence of the Lord. You see, Every morning, this building opens up. Every Sunday morning, this building opens up at 7, 7.15. And at that moment, people are putting up, putting up stages. They're, they're getting everything ready. They're doing the work of a Martha so that you, you could be merry, so that you can enjoy the presence of the Lord. And I'm just asking that you just take a deep breath and say, you know what, God? This joy is unspeakable. I can't explain it, but I sure do enjoy it. And I got to tell you, thank you, God, that in the hardest times of my life, you've gotten me through, and I enjoy it. I enjoy my relationship with you. I enjoy life. I enjoy, enjoy it. It's okay. It's okay to have a smile on your face. It's okay to be selfish at times and say, you know what? I just want to bask in the glory of God and just be there in his presence, just me and him. It's okay, Mary. You see, it's really cool because even Jesus, Martha comes in, Martha's complaining, oh, I'm doing all the work and Mary's enjoying it. She's enjoying my labor. I can't believe it. She's there and that's where I would want to be, but she's enjoying it. And Jesus said she's, she has selected the best thing, the good thing. This is what she's needed. She's enjoying it. And there are moments in our life, and I'm challenging you, just enjoy it. Enjoy the unspeakable joy. Don't try to explain it. Don't try to give words to it. Just enjoy that you know that for without a doubt, everything is going to be all right. Here's the second thing this morning. Share it. <laughs> all right, you've enjoyed it long enough. All right, it's time to share it. All right, quit being selfish with this relationship that you have with God. Quit being selfish and keeping everything to yourself. It's time for you to share the great joy that's within you. I told you about chari uh, Charity's uh, post last night. I told you I was excited about being in church with Charity. I was like, yay, I'm going to church with Charity. And she shared it. And there's a, there's a great moment. Listen, there's a world that's dying out there. There's a world that's hurting. There's a, there's a world without joy. There's a world out there without peace and love. And Why don't you share it? Why don't you share it? I, I may gave this, expression, this uh, uh, illustration a long time ago as a youth pastor, and and maybe it's silly and maybe it's not. Maybe perhaps it, it, you would figure it out too. I gave a, a description of a vehicle. I said, if so-and-so's vehicle is outside, you know there is bombs strapped to that vehicle. And you know that if that person grabbed a hold of the handle, immediately as, she, as he or she lifted that handle, that car would explode. And you knew it. You were the only one that knew it. No one else knew it, but you knew it. Would you not do everything you could to tell that person before that door opened? 
I mean, you, the, you knew, you found out about this, this bomb striped, strapped to the vehicle, and it's going to explode if, she, if he or she opens the door. Would you not stop, do everything you could to stop it? Well, I know that probably is a horrible expression or, or, or illustration this morning, but listen, there's a world out there that's hurting, that's dying, and if not reached by the love of God, they'll spend their life in an eternity called hell. That's almost like a bomb exploding on their vehicle. Why would you not want to share the great joy that is down deep within you? That's unexplainable, undescribable, unspeakable, but yet full of glory. This morning, I challenge you to share it. Here's the last thing today. I challenge you to protect it. There is a scripture that has always got my attention. And it says it something like this. It says, how shall you escape if you neglect such great salvation? How shall we escape hell if we neglect our salvation? <clears throat> and I think that there's some things in our lives that we, are, that we value that's important to us that we protect it. And there's some men today, I think every man that's in here that, that is married, that the moment that you start picking at their family, their wife, their kids, you're messing with them. <laughs> and they're going to step up right in front of you, and you're not going to be doing that very long because they value and they love their family. And what they're doing is protecting it. There's, it's the same about our lives. There's areas of our life. There's some of you that are hunters today. And when hunting season comes around, there's nothing that's going to get in the way of you going hunting because you love it. There's nothing wrong with that. And so you protect your time. You protect that season. You make sure that you have the ability to go hunting. Some of you are, um, you love the summer. You love the, you love the lake. You, and you protect that time because you love it. You, you value that. Um, there's... Um, cruisers in here that like to go on cruises for three weeks and, and, and leave us all behind and, and post how great it is and how amazing the food is and I wish you was here. Not really. But I mean, it's just, you know, those moments. And they, they want to, and they, I was like, how, how was your time? And they're like, hey, we've already planned another cruise, man. We're going back again tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, what? In April. But you protect that. And I love it because there's this great joy that's within me that I want to protect. And to be able to protect it is to, to remain. And I want to give you this word, remain. Because if we were, the Bible tells us in John chapter 15, I won't read you all the scriptures, but I love this verse for you to go home and just look at it. So write this down, put it in your phone, go home and read John chapter 15. And it's beginning at verse 1. And, and I love how Jesus is, is speaking to his disciples and he begins to say, hey, listen, my, I'm the true vine. And he, he uses this word over and over again. If you will remain in me, I will remain in you. Again, we have already established today that the Holy Spirit lives within you when you've accepted Jesus to be your personal Savior. And we established today that his fruit of his Spirit begins to be produced when that happens. And we established today that one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy that's unspeakable. And so to be able to protect it, is to be able to say, you know what, the way, only way I could protect the joy that's down in within me that's unspeakable, that is the assurance, it's not a feeling, it's not an emotion, it's the assurance that everything is going to be all right, is to protect my relationship with God, to remain in Him.
And if I remain in him, he will remain in me. And if he remains in me, then the fruit of, the, of joy will continue to be produced within my life. That's good stuff. Pastor Kelly, would you come? I, I pray the day. I pray that you will enjoy it. I pray that you will share it. And I pray that you will protect it. Because there is a great responsibility of protecting our relationship with the Lord. It is a great responsibility. It's, it's the love that you have for the Lord that will, will protect it. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more messages or find a service time, you can visit us at our website, homechurchtecumsa.com for more information. And thank you again. And until next time, love God, do good, and be a friend. Be blessed.